Commonwealth Secretary General Patricia Scotland says many small island states live in permanent fear of being struck by natural disasters as it's become more common. In June, Baroness Scotland attended the Paris Climate Finance Summit, which finalised a $100 billion pledge by wealthy nations for a fund to be set up for poorer nations affected by the climate crisis. However, leaders of climate-vulnerable nations are dissatisfied with the outcome, believing debt forgiveness is needed as wealthier nations are the main contributors of greenhouse gas emissions. Fina Fonor spoke with Baroness Scotland. What is your opinion on the measures agreed at the recent Paris Climate Finance Summit? Do you think these measures are comprehensive in addressing the climate crisis? Well, I think they are steps on the way to where we need to be. If you uh, remember the position we're in right now, where the only criterion which is being used is GDP, we know that that does not meet the real needs of our people. If you think about how many climate crises we've had since um, the year 2000, to just between 2000 and 2019, there were 7,000 major natural disasters which occurred worldwide, claiming about 1.2 million lives and affecting 4.3 billion people, resulting in a $3 trillion economic loss and 75% increase in disasters and an 80% increase in economic losses. But if you look at where those losses occurred, the majority, 99% of them, occurred in the global south. And yet we know that G20 is responsible for 80% of the global greenhouse gases. And SIDS and the least developed countries and developing countries contributed only about 5% to the global greenhouse gas emissions. So addressing that balance, renewing and reforming the way in which the international financial institutions work, is critically important. You can't any longer simply say that whether someone is a high-income, middle-income and low-income country should be the criterion on which they get overseas development aid. Because so many of our countries have been devastated and it is not as a result of any lack of fiscal rectitude on their behalf. These climatic disasters that you've seen in Tonga and Vanuatu had two within, what, 36 hours. These are not caused or contributed to by our member states. They are an exogenous shock coming as a result of climate change and a climate crisis which has not been contributed to by them. So I think the steps that were taken to take into account some of the terrible consequences of climate and the other exogenous shock of COVID and the uh, outcome of the Russia-Ukraine uh, debacle, all of this are steps in the right direction. And it is a journey. Are they enough? I don't think so. Do we need to push harder? Absolutely. You'll know that the Commonwealth is strongly arguing for a universal vulnerability index. Now, we know that the multidimensional vulnerability index, which is being proposed by the UN, is derived from our universal vulnerability index. And we will support it wholeheartedly as another step 
in the right direction for change. But we believe, in the end, we will have to go to a universal vulnerability index, which takes into account all forms of exogenous shocks. And if we look at the crisis that has come in food security as a result of Ukraine-Russia dispute, we see that none of that was caused or contributed to by any country outside of the two involved, and yet all of us are suffering exponentially as a result of that food insecurity which has flowed from it. So I think that it was very important for all of us to go to Paris and to make our voices heard, and the fact that the World Bank and others are starting to listen is something we must celebrate, but we have to push harder. You mentioned the Ukraine-Russia um, war. Do, do you think these kind of events are very disruptive to addressing the climate crisis? Well, I think they are disruptive to the world because um, uh, if you look at the way in which we have to respond to crises, we know that we are really against the clock when it comes to the climate crisis that we're now in. You will have known that it's not just the Pacific. Look what happened to the Caribbean. I'm currently in Bahamas. Bahamas was devastated, the whole island of Abaco and Grand Bahama, as a result of Hurricane Dorian, which was the biggest hurricane the world has yet seen, which stayed over the Bahamas for 36 hours in a way that caused billions of dollars of damage. And this country is hardly uh, recovering. My own country of birth, 226% of our GDP was destroyed. This is not a threat for tomorrow. This is a threat for today. And for many of our members, it's omnipresent. And everybody is thinking now that the hurricane season, for instance, in the Caribbean has started, who is next? What is going to happen to us? Who will be the country um, which will be struck and everybody knows it's going to be someone, and they're all praying it's not them. 